I'm Tara Aldridge, and you're listening to The Smart Woman Show. I believe that every woman has a powerful, profitable, and impactful business inside of them that God has called them to create. This podcast is for women who have a deep sense that they want more, more out of life, relationships, and business. This show is going to give you the tools to be everything God created you to be by sharing strategies, tactics, and heart-centered lessons so you can stop stopping yourself at the fear of the unknown and finally take your inspired vision and turn it into an impactful business. There's no excuses here. Are you ready to commit? Let's do this. Amen, Virginia. Welcome to the Smart Woman Show. Virginia, welcome to the Smart Woman Show. I, you know, I, I feel um, as we were just praying, I just feel this immense peace and confirmation, really, of um, a a conversation that's been planned for many, 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 many years. <laughs> You know, since the beginning of time, that's what I love so much about God is that he's got this really fun plan and um, he doesn't miss a beat, you know, even down to these 30 minute little segments that I'm putting together. And so I'll introduce you as um, first and foremost, we, we've, this is our second time starting the recording of this podcast. And because I am with this very powerful woman in, in, and, and, you know, if you're listening, I'm Christian. And so this is going to get real Christian on you this episode. And I, and I really invite you, if you're not Christian, listen, really listen, because there, there and I would ask you, is it possible that there's something that you are missing in life? Just, just answer that. And if the answer is yes, continue to listen here. But I would just want to tell you something um, that we have restarted this interview for the second time. We've had nothing but techno- technology issues. And Virginia and I, as sisters in Christ, know we're like praising God because we know that the enemy is, he is not happy with us two right now. And, and so we know that we're up to good things because of, of all the trials that we're facing right now in this moment. And God is so good because we are pressing forward and we are continuing on as a well-known author, Virginia O'Hare comes to us. She's written three books with a fourth in the making. I have two of her, of her books here with me. I'm holding them up and they're these beautiful books. Virginia looks like an absolute angel on the front, but um, the first book being God's final warning to the world and the second being God's law versus man's law. And so we're going to dig into some, some things that I found very profound in these two books, but also digging into what it means to answer your calling and not just any calling, not just the calling that's on your heart, but like the calling that God has given you in this in this lifetime. So we're going to dig into that. But first and foremost, Virginia, I start my podcast off this way every single time. And it is a question that I ask you every single guest. And I just ask that you really tune into your heart before you answer it. And that question is, how is your heart today? My heart is filled with God's love and his awesome direction for my life at this moment. You are the first one to convince me to do anything public. I am basically, in my private life, very private person. 
And this calling on my heart and the visual calling that I actually saw and heard from God 42 years ago is what is prompted me to stay alive and to go forward and with the people he's bringing into my life. It's amazing how he's formulating just the right ones. And I'm not saying there's a million of them because there's not. I'm not saying there's a hundred, but on one hand, with maybe a finger left off, are the ones that are starting this. And there's others that want to be a part of it, but their heart is split. And you cannot serve God with a split heart. It's got to be all or nothing. He doesn't want us to be on the fence. Mm. He tells us we have to be either or. And right now, and I can't say 42 years ago when I had the calling, and I visually saw and heard him call me out as the last day prophet. To me, that was like, You have to climb to Mount Everest every day in order to stay alive. I could not imagine me reaching 10 times 10 million souls and being used by God as a vessel so he could bring them into the kingdom. Never in a million years could I or my family imagine this. And today, there's so many people that have contacted me, many of which you told me you looked up. And I didn't respond to, what is it, 4,500 people? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of people that, you know, and that's just one avenue. But there's many other avenues. So people are being affected by the spiritual input in these three books that I have. And they have told me the following. I can't put the book down. I have to read it more than once. Uh, I've been blessed by it. It, it makes me identify with what you've gone through. And you're such an amazing woman. You're so strong to go through all the tragedies you have in your life. You're, you remind me of Job. I've heard that maybe more times than I've got time to count. But that's what God does to those of us he calls into the ministry, his ministry. And right now, I'm not in Virginia O'Hare's ministry. I'm in God's ministry to reach souls for Jesus. Mm. Wow. So, Virginia, I'm going to back just backtrack for a minute to this calling. And you and I have talked a few times now, so or a couple times, and 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 you shared with me the experience of what what it's like to have this enormous calling on your life. Now, there's a thing, and maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but there's this, there's this movement of women now. It's a, it's a shift, and you probably do know about this. So I'd love to hear your insight as to these women who feel called, but as soon as they feel this calling, there seems to be this enormous amount of, there's that word again, enormous, this enormous amount of confusion around the calling. Distractions in their life. So tell me about this confusion. That is definitely from the demons. Satan does not want them to direct their life to serve God. He doesn't want you and I to be televising this in pot and what is it podcast at this moment. Look how difficult it was. Did we give up? 
Did we say, oh, let's reschedule this for another time? No, we kept after it until we technologically solved the problem because God came through and gave you and me the wisdom and how we could communicate this to the general public. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that, that's, that's just so true because, and, and that goes, that, that really speaks to the importance of persistence and commitment. And that was actually my devotional this morning. It was talking about like, are you just giving mm-hmm. up? Like, are you there? If you're, are you just, you know, deciding to do something and not showing up? And it made reference actually to how many people volunteer at church, say they're going to be there and then don't show up. And how often we say to God, I'm going to create this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to fulfill this. I am faithful. I believe I trust. And yet we don't show up. And so if if they, if they serve and love, and pray to God. That will direct them from the world, which we're told to get out of, to him. Jesus said to his apostles, I am not the world, not your best friends, not your parents, not your husband, your wife, your children, but I am the way, the truth, and the life. Follow me. Because no man goes to the Father except through me. Mm-hmm. So when you were called, and I, I want to hear the story again about the, the the moment you were called. I was living on the corner on a point lot in Fort Lauderdale in a subdivision called The Landings. Beautiful area. And I was told back 42 years ago, well, actually 43, 43 years ago, that the best area to live in, the best area, and I was from New York City, New York, Poughkeepsie, New York, not city, but New York, but Poughkeepsie, New York. I was told that the best area to live in was the landings, that professional people lived there. It was a good, safe community, et cetera. So I bought this point lot on the corner of 55th Street. And my three children and my husband were in the house. And something motivated me to come out of the house. Something. I was in like a state of peace, tranquility. And I walked out the front door and something directed me to the bridge. And I walked over to the bridge and I looked down the canal and the moon was shining on the water, but yet you could see the clouds. And I was in a peaceful, no mind state. I wasn't thoughtful of anything. My mind was like clear. Mm. And I heard this powerful voice that sounded as a combination, if I'm going to define the sound of this voice, what, and I've been in Niagara Falls, and you hear this, the, the waterfalls, and there's a noise that comes from it. Mm-hmm. And then you probably on television, if not in person, experience the noise of an earthquake. If you were to merge the two of them together, they would not be as powerful as this voice mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. 
and my name was called out from the sky. Well, now, what's the first thing you would do? If somebody calls your name, Tara, and this, this voice, Tara, what would you yeah. do? You would look up. Yeah. You would just look up. And I did it. Oh, there was this face. It was covered with the clouds. And it's on, hold up that book of mine, the, the second, the, the third book, the one I just wrote, not that one, the other oh, one. I don't, I didn't get the third one yet. No, no. Oh, you don't have, well, I oh, do. Oh, maybe I don't have the that's first. That's it. Yeah, that, that's the third book. Okay, that's the third book. Do you see it? You see his face? Yes. There's not flesh and blood on it, but it's in the clouds. Yes. That's what I saw. Wow. That's what I saw. Wow. Okay. Then, then I heard him say, after my name, Virginia, I heard him say, in you, I am well pleased. Mm-hmm. I have chosen you to be my last day prophet. Through you, 10 million souls will be saved. And then I said uh, to myself, I was 42 years old at the time. I said to myself, only 10 million souls. Honest to God, I said that to myself. As I reflect on it, you know, why would I even be able to think such a thought? But I did. I'm just Uh telling you exactly how it was. And I'm 84. And I'm talking about when I was 42. And you know, we progress as we get older and we mature. And we improve ourselves tremendously. Mm -hmm. And I says to myself, only 10 million souls. And then I heard this voice come out of the clouds, out of the sky, say 10 times 10 million souls. Then I says to myself, am I really seeing and hearing this? I know I was saying it. I know I was hearing it. But I was saying to myself, is this really what I'm seeing and hearing? Mm-hmm. And then I heard this voice so that you know it's from me. Your picture will be on the front page of the newspaper. I don't know about you, but not too many people can say their picture was on the front page of the newspaper, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. None of us want to be on the front page of the newspaper. <laughs> You're saying that not wasn't my good. desire to be on the front page of the newspaper. It wasn't nothing I wanted. So right after that, there was a picture of me on the front page of the newspaper. Wow. So you got your confirmation. And so... Here's something that I've been thinking as you've been speaking, and it's it's so interesting because we pray to hear God's voice. Like, well, I do anyway. I'm like, Lord, let me hear you. Like, let me hear you. I want to know what you want me to do. And I'm thinking about this moment that you're having where God is literally talking to you and how much... I mean, like you said, it was like climbing Mount Everest. It's like, what? You want me to what? Like, and and I'm what? And I'm who? I mean, I can't even imagine how overwhelming that would be to your flesh. It was. 
it was incredibly overwhelming to me. And I just started out in my career in real estate. And the 40-some years of working in my business was beyond description as far as success is concerned. What, I, what he did through me was incredible. Incredible. So, so this happens and you, you go home, you see the, the confirmation in the newspaper and, and how do you begin to piece together your next steps? Now, for those women listening, I want you to really think about this as like your calling. Now, it says right in scripture, everybody has a calling. And what Virginia was saying to me before we started recording was that not everybody listens to their calling. Not everybody does what the Lord wants them to do. And what he I was reading this in my devotional, of course, this comes along again. Won't it be so amazing to hear when we meet our father? I am so pleased with you, my faithful servant. Well done. And he has already said this to you. I am dying for this day where he says this to me, that I would have fulfilled the work that he has called me forward to do. But then thinking about it, it's like, wow, when you are living your calling, it's not easy. No, I have told God so many times at this stage of my life that if he gave me my life to live over, I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want any part of my life. I really wouldn't. Because of what hurts and devastation and loss that I've gone through. And truthfully, to lose your whole family and then have your son, your living son, only living heir to all your success and wealth die Mm -hmm. in your arms and take his last breath caused by the legal system, and you've got to read the second book to know what it was. I'm not going to go into it here because I'm not strong enough to go through that right now. I understand. Okay. I am here basically because God told me to do this. And I have to do this by piecemeal. Mm -hmm. And I think once everyone reads the books, and they should read all three of them. Mm -hmm. They'll understand. And then I'd be glad to go anywhere in the world and talk about it. Uh, Hold it up a little. Trials, triumphs, and visions from God. And on page, let me tell you the page. It was one. On page 114 is the picture. Can you see it? Yes, I saw that as well in your email that you sent me. So, okay. So, Virginia, here's the deal. Right. You know, and what's really cool about God is that he says, you know, and this is what I love about God. He's like, listen, you're not qualified to do this. Okay. I'm going to qualify you along the way. It's fine. You know, it's because I, I really find that in today's age, when women are feeling their calling, the first thing that they think of is I'm not qualified for that. I can't do that. I don't have this. I'm not that. I haven't this, but everybody doesn't know about this in my past or, or who I've been or any of this. And it's like, he doesn't call on the qualified, you know, he qualifies the called case in point, David, 
You know, within Goliath, the story of David and Goliath, he was not qualified to manhandle this beast. And yet the Lord qualified him. So what in you, like, because this is all we can do. All we can do is get together and create space for the spirit. And so in your expertise of what you have heard the Lord say in, in how we can touch these women, whether you believe in Jesus or you don't believe in Jesus, and maybe you're just falling upon this episode specifically because the Lord is calling you. What, Virginia, would you say are maybe the three things or four things, I don't even want to put a number on it, that God really wants you to convey today right now? What I would like them to know is that they are 100% totally equal with each other and loved with a special love by God Almighty. That doesn't make me bigger or smaller or richer or poorer than anyone else. It makes me equal with you. We're all equal in the eyes of God. When the Constitution was done by our founding fathers, okay, they based our constitutional laws on the Bible. Mm -hmm. And all men have been created equal by God. Mm -hmm. Let's start with that. So don't anybody think they're less than anyone else. Moses said when he was called into his ministry to get the people out of Egypt, I can't. I stutter. I'm not able. I'm not equipped. I'm not qualified. What did he say? He does. Those are the ones he calls. Look at me. Look at me, a last day prophet, and God talks to me and tells me what to do on a daily basis, brings people like you in my life. What made me say you're going to be part of the ministry? What? wasn't me. Mm-hmm. I didn't call you in the ministry. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know you. No. But he found a way for you to come into the ministry via whatever source, by whomever because he put it on their heart to let you know to call me. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And look what we're doing. This is just the start of what he's calling us to do. This is the easiest part. This, this is, is the, the easiest part. This is the easiest part. One of the hardest parts that I see women struggle with is what? Is when you take on the responsibility. Yes, to say yes. Yes, to say yes, but yes, whether it's as a mother, a wife, a businesswoman, a politician, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever it is you're calling, do it to the best of your ability. Don't compare yourself to other people because you can't. We're all different because God made us different. He doesn't want you to be the same. We all have the same blood running through our arteries and veins. We all have, you know, the same type of organs. Most of us have a body, you know, with arms and legs. Some don't because that's God's choosing. Anything that happens in this world, God is aware of. So whatever he made you as a woman, as a man, as a child, whatever he's put into your heart, that's what you're to follow. You're not to follow anyone else. And women got 
they, they have to know this. They have to know that they're unique. Women are very special. God gave the first woman the opportunity to have placed in her womb a child, the seed of a man, and that child is born, and that's how he procreated the universe. Women are very important to God. If they weren't, he would have left Adam alone in the Garden of Eden, Uh and we wouldn't be here on this podcast today. But God knew. The world would be really, really lonely. (laughs) He was lonely, and that's why God said, it is not, he said, it is not good for man to live alone. And it's not. It's not. That's why a woman was given all these wonderful talents and skills. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine one man having a baby and going through nine months of the pain and the anguish in childbirth that God created because of sin? He said he would increase that. That was the woman's punishment. And I had three children and it wasn't a piece of cake. I really suffered a lot of pain. And my one child, 25 hours of labor pain. Wow. So women are awesome human beings with tremendous amounts of talents. Don't let anyone squash that out of them. And, and what you're doing is telling them they're awesome people. Women are awesome. You want a job done? Give it to a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that true? So true. You want the best meal? You want good instruction? Because why did God say, wives, lead your husbands to the Lord? Why? He didn't say, husbands, lead your wives to the Lord. No. So you see, we have a calling. So don't any woman, any woman who's listening to my voice underestimate your qualities and your equality in the human race. Don't think there's anyone better than you. They're like you, but they're not better than you. Remember, I said that we're all equal in the eyes of God, regardless of your color, regardless of what you have or don't have. We're not taking anything with us. If you've ever seen a dead body, what's attached to it? A house, a Mercedes, uh, a Cartier watch, uh, diamonds. Nothing. Mm-hmm. But you know what goes with you? Do you know what God lets you bring with you? Are you ready for this? Mm. Are you ready for this, Tara? I'm ready. I can't wait. Your works. Mm. Your works. He rewards you for them. He doesn't judge you for your sins. Your sins have been paid for on the cross. All of those that believe in Jesus Christ. And that is my main message. And I'll tell my story throughout the entire universe. But the bottom line of why I'm here, my calling is to allow me to be a vessel for God to bring his children into the kingdom. So, Virginia, something that I find so fascinating about you is I haven't heard you talk about church once. And while I'm sure that you believe in community and church community, um, what I hear you talking about is Jesus and the kingdom and being a citizen of the kingdom. And so I would love to hear your insights on somebody who might be listening right now who's like, ugh, 
I went to church when I was a kid and that stuff is not for me. Or I remember when, or what about all the priests or what about this, or just this experience that they've had with the church body and how, or religion, you know, air quotes, religion. Um, and how, how this has really nothing to do with God. We're told to get out of her, my people, or you will share in her blames. Unfortunately, there's a lot of false teachings in the world today and false interpretations of the word of God. We are not to be one with the world. We are not to be one with the religion, but we're to be one with Jesus. He is the one who is going to judge you for eternity. Yeah. So follow him. And that's my message. And so how, you know, how does one follow him? I know because it, and you may be detached from this, but there is, it, to the word follow has a new meaning. It means to follow someone on Instagram or follow somebody on YouTube, which you didn't even realize you had all these followers on YouTube. I had to tell you this, you know, and follow a podcast or subscribe or like or comment or all of these things. And so this word follow has a new meaning. And so I would love for you to distinguish what does it mean to follow Jesus? First of all, he tells us to. That should be enough. Mm -hmm. Follow me. He did not say, follow me as a Jew. Follow me as a Catholic. Follow me as a Protestant. Follow me as any religion you want to speak of. He only said, follow me. And that's what we're, the brief period of time we're here. He's the one we are to follow. And he will guide you with his Holy Spirit. Once you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, and there's no denying it when you read my books, when you read my books, I go into all of this. Mm. And I was given this knowledge here in my second story, two-story, beautiful colonial point lot in Bay Colony. This is where, where, where I'm talking to you right now is where I got all this revelation to put in those books. Yeah. I, I just, you know, something that can, can honestly overwhelm my heart with almost just a deep sorrow is when I listen to these women who are going down a spiritual avenue and it's, it's dedicated to the self. It's dedicated to a higher self. It's dedicated to universe and all of these things. And yet there's no mention of the savior. And this has been the enemy's way of sneaking in and making something seemingly light. I mean, this message and spirituality is wrapped up in the idea of love and light and it is so dangerous. It is dangerous. And it's almost to the point where, I, you know, I don't, and, and I love your coaching on this, Virginia, because I don't know what to say. I do know what to say. I'm not confused. But it's almost like, you know, I can almost agree with them. But then I'm like, eh, and Jesus, 
know, like, and you're missing one key element. I mean, they are even reading books about being Christ-like and that Christ was this great guy who they believe that he existed. They believe everything up until the point that he died for our sin, was resurrected, came back, and then disappeared into the heavens. There's no remains. There's no gravestone because he's not here. And so it's like, I just, I, I'm coming to this point in place in my life where, and this is just like me talking to you now as a sister in Christ, Virginia, I'm like, I'm bored. I'm bored with the conversation of the influencer, of the, of the, the, the podcasting, of the, the um, Facebook lives, all of this stuff, just talking about the self. Get connected with yourself. Do, you know, it is such a load. And so how can someone like me who knows the truth, the way, and the light, without coming in like with a wrath of Jesus, you know, and, and, and maybe I'm answering my own question here as I speak out loud, but I'd love your insight into this. I know we're only called to sound the trumpet is what we're called to do. So maybe that's my answer. I don't know. What do you think? What do I think? Uh, yeah. What do I know? I, what do you I'd know? Rather, what do you I'd know? I'd rather say what I know because I never want my ministry that's going, it's going all over the world. You see what's going on with these books? And I just, I haven't even started my ministry. My son just passed away and my time was just connected to his life, his soul, his spirit, and healing him and, and, and begging, begging and praying and, and wanting justice for him. I wanted justice for him. And when you read that second book, it came off the press with Amazon and became a five-star bestseller immediately. The book is unbelievable. And my sister who read it said, did you really write this? <laughs> she held me in her arms when I was crying the day I was to be baptized as a baby. She couldn't believe this little baby she's holding in her arms would write that book. And I said, Anne, and I, and I want to say this, here, and I'll always say it, I take no credit, mm -hmm. none whatsoever for any of those books, because it was all given to me. How can I give you a million dollars, and you go around and tell everybody you're a millionaire, and take credit for what I gave you? Mm. Mm -hmm. I can't take credit for those books. I don't even care about one penny. Everyone says, how much did you make? I says, I don't know, and I don't care. I'm not doing it for money. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it because I love God and I love people and I want to see them saved. And I talk to people that are atheists. Oh, how can you believe in God? I thought, well, read my book. I tell you all the reasons why you should love God and accept Jesus as your Savior. They're in the books. Mm -hmm. And I let him dictate it to me. So anything you want to know about what you should do, Tara, with your life, how you should live your life, and what you should listen to and not listen to, what you should do and not do, it's in the books. Read the three books. You'll come out enriched. So I have been told that next to the Bible, the second book was a, should be a book you should read. Because I go over everything. I go over God's laws, man's laws. If you're conflicted as to which direction you should go to, 
Do I go the direction of God, keep his 10 commandments and, and follow his laws? Or do I go with man and follow man's laws? And I won't go into this with this podcast, but we have future conversations, future times on the media that we can go into certain subjects. Because right now there's like a million subjects that I, we could go into. But the most important one today is to introduce you and me and the ministry of helping women, men, children, and seeing everyone come to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's the only saving grace this world has is Jesus. Not politics. Can we agree on that? 100%. And not the world. Look at the world today. Look what... Look what Satan has done to the world that God let him lease for this period of time. His lease is up. Mm. He's got to be out of here. Mm. We're living in the final countdown to the final hours of the beginning of rapturing. We'll go into that another time. All believers and leaving the non-believers. And the battle of Armageddon, which we fought in the soil of Israel. And everyone should look to Israel because the final battle is going to be fought between Satan, God, and the battle of Armageddon. And Jesus is going to defeat Satan, the demons, and all the nations that are coming against Israel. That's scriptural. When you read my books, it is not Virginia O'Hare's opinion. Everything I put in that book, I quote scripture. You don't have to believe me. I don't want you to believe me. I don't want you to believe man. In my new book, I'm going through scriptures that tell you do not believe in man. That's powerful. Uh, I do not want you to believe me. <laughs> you know, that that right there, because, you know, there, there's a lot of modern day prophets there really is. There's a lot of people with this, with this idea, or I don't know, whatever, whatever it is. But they're not speaking up when they're talking. They're not speaking about Jesus. They're speaking about themselves, and this is not. So, so I'm just. This is just a warning that's coming forward. And like when we're talking about prophets. The difference between a self-proclaimed prophet and a prophet from God is a prophet from God, and or like one that came down, would you say, Virginia, do you know this, is that they quote the scripture. They talk about Jesus. They talk about God. They give all glory to God. Would you say that there, have you ever come across a, um, a modern day prophet that is a self-proclaimed modern day prophet? Well, I don't want to comment on that, but what I will comment on and what I can speak from is when he, when God called me out, he said, you were uh, not just a prophet. He used two, two words before the prophet. It makes a difference. People can tell you they're a, a woman, they're a girl, or they don't know which one they are. I mean, you could hear that. That's confusion. Mm -hmm. That's confusion. Mm -hmm. God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are not, not confusion. They're the truth. They're the truth. And I was called to be a last 
day prophet, not just a prophet. I And I want to keep those two words, last day. And that's what has prompted me to know that this calling is an honor. It has nothing to do with me and my good works. I don't know why he called me or Moses or Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and and uh, Daniel and David, I have no idea. I have no idea why he called me a last day prophet. But if he didn't, the proof is in the pudding. Hold up the two books right now. Hold them up. I did not write those books. Mm-hmm. Who gets the glory when you look at those two books? Who? God gets the glory. And that's the way we should live our life. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. Amen. So before I let you go, I'm just going to steal you for another few moments here because I, I know that you've gone through a tremendous amount of pain. And I only want you to speak to what you're comfortable, Virginia. So, of course. Um, but I, I do know that there's, there's women listening to this who would be touched by your advice on how to move forward when you're grief grief stricken and not only just grieving, but when you feel alone, I mean, you feel I am alone. alone. You're alone. I live in a 5,170 foot estate on a point lot, 180 feet on the water, the most beautiful lot in Bay colony, in my opinion. And I sold real estate in here for many, many moons. And I have one of the most beautiful homes around. I go looking up and down the street to nothing compares. And yet, If God said to me, I want you to leave, I'll leave. This is the most beautiful home I've ever lived in. I've lived in very beautiful homes. Very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. And you just have to let him lead you. In places sometimes you don't want to go. That's why I'm using this house. Because I said, Lord, I'm so happy here. But if you want me to go, if you want me to go, just show me. Because I put you above this mansion. So, so, but and that's the secret. Put God above all your crises, all your problems, all your trials, all your tribulations, all your confusions. Say, God, you created the universe and me. You know better than anyone. You know the beginning from the end. What should I do? And then let Him do it. And then let He him. loves that. He <laughs> loves that. Want to make God happy? Don't make your own plans. Just work on his. I love that. You know, that is that is simple. That brings us to a place where not very many people operate from anymore. And that's a place of just stillness, which is where he tells us to be, get still in the morning so I can talk to you. It's like, a, we're like toddlers, you know? You're like, God's like, can you just hold still so I can get your zipper done up, you know? <laughs> Right. Or can you just hold still so I can brush your teeth or, you know, it's, it's the same, it's the same thing. And he is, he's our father and he loves us and he needs us to be still so that we can. You know what I said, Tara, to God, I said, you know, Lord, you give us rewards. Mm. You give us rewards for our works. You don't judge us on our sins because your son paid for all of our sins on the cross. So I know that I'm going to be in heaven. But I don't care what position you put me in there. As a gatekeeper, like David said, 
I don't care uh-huh. as long as I can be with you. Because in God, you have fulfillment. Uh-huh. You have an answer to all your problems. Uh-huh. And grieving and losing my family was the hardest thing uh-huh. I have ever gone through. Losing your loved ones, if you can imagine that. And death is something that God said we have to go through. But Paul said, your last breath here is your first breath in the presence of Christ. Mm. So all believers, all believers, those who accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, which is what my ministry is all about. Mm -hmm. It's not about me. He's using me as a vessel. I'm just the vessel. Yes. Okay? If you go into a house, the builder made the house. Mm-hmm. The house isn't more important than the builder. Right. He is the builder. Mm-hmm. I'm just a vessel. And he's working through me. And I know, Tara, that of all the podcasts Yes, that you could have, that God is going to come through this one mm-hmm. and reach millions of people because he's going to show you what to do with this. And I, they're going to turn to him and say, what is this God all about that he's talking about? All they have to do is pray. Yeah. And he'll come into their heart and then read his word. And you cannot understand the Bible in, in one instant, nobody can. Mm. But know the basics. And my book touches on the ba- basics. And everything that people, when you buy the book, doesn't go to Virginia O'Hare. Virginia O'Hare doesn't need one penny. God mm. supplied all my needs according to his riches and glory through my working. And I told God, I says, I have a goal. This is how much I want to make. So no one can say, when I serve you when I get older, and I didn't know I was going to do this work. <laughs> no idea and i said so that no one could say she's doing it for the money Mm. i'm doing it for the money i don't want out of the ministry if i take you out the ministry will pay for that if i go out i pay for it Mm -hmm. alone understand Mm -hmm. what i'm saying yeah i don't want anything from the ministry one man and if he comes through it's god Mm -hmm. from social media says i want to donate and so into your ministry because God told me to. And I didn't want to say how much. I mean, it was kind of like I did. I, so then I, I discussed this with myself and I thought, what did God? And I was picking up a figure. And I thought, a million dollars? Nobody does that. Nobody does that. Usually. Usually. So I said to the person, I said, what amount did God tell you to sow into my ministry? He says, a million dollars. And just recently, he said, that's the first thing I'm going to do. Wow. See, when you, when you deal with God, mm-hmm. don't ever make a promise you don't keep. You're better off making no promises at all. Mm-hmm. Don't promise to do something and then fail to do it. Mm-hmm. The Bible tells you not to do that. It's scriptural. Ooh, I'm getting goosebumps. That's the second time I've heard that today. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Virginia, I can't thank you enough for blessing my audience, which is now our audience and God's children. And I just, I, I'm excited. I feel, um, I know that God was here today. I know the spirit was here today. And I know that, um, I know you're going to do amazing things and that you and I are going to do amazing things together for the kingdom. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So ladies, um, you, it's not not a traditional guest. She's she's not on on social media. You can follow her and subscribe on YouTube. I'm actually going to help Virginia create a bit of a YouTube channel so she can get this message out. Um, but first and foremost, head over to Amazon and pick up her books. Just just search for Virginia O'Hare. And which book do you want them to start with? The first book. If they could do all three, that would be very beneficial to them. But okay, if yeah. they've got to start on one, do the last one. Do the last one. God's law versus man's law. Well, no, the last oh, one. The last one. God's, God's, final God's final warning to the world. And yeah, no, she's right. You know, it's um it's 222 here. Did you notice that? But um go ahead and, and pick up all three. Thank you, ladies, and we'll see you next week. I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to The Smart Woman Show. My vision for you is that you would experience the same level of success me and my friends have. Break open that vision, girl. DM me on Instagram at Oldridge, and I will send you a link to book a free strategy call with one of my success coaches today. Let's do this.